one. Well, that's what's up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so welcome back. I know it's been years, but we are back with the Seek Therapy podcast. It's your girl, Jasmine. I know it's been a while, and by a while, I mean two years. Um, But we are back, and we have some new exciting co-hosts that are also mental health therapists. So I'm going to let whoever would like to start first, just kind of let the people know who you are, um, you know, because they don't know you. <laughs> I'm going to have to call. Okay, Jasmine. <laughs> All right. I'm Jasmine Ty. I'm uh, here living in uh, Houston, Texas. Um, I am currently finishing up graduate school in clinical mental health counseling. I'm specializing in both military cultures and families, as well as crisis and trauma. Um, Yeah, I enjoy mental health because um, I first started as the client, really had some breakthroughs through counseling. And uh, here I am as a professional wanting to serve and give back and really connect with communities uh, that haven't always been uh, put on spotlight in mental health. And I feel like now is is that time. You made it. <laughs> yes. My name is America. I am a licensed clinical social worker in the state of North Carolina. Um, my specialties are depression, anxiety, and trauma. But my focus really is on Black women and Black um, mental health. Um, and so I am here because... I also have been a client. I tell people all the time, especially when working with trauma clients, that I also have a high ACEs score. And so a lot of those life experiences and childhood experiences led me to this particular place so that I'm able to serve folks who are experiencing similar things that I experienced as a child and as an adult. Yes. So we have a nice little scope here of mental health. And so I'm so excited about what we are going to be doing, you know, how we're going to go about this and all of the new episodes that we have for everyone. Um, So I know that's been a while, but let's get into our check-in. What has been our highlight? What has been our challenge? Um, I can start. Uh, My challenge this week was that my daughter and I were sick. You know, we were supposed to start the pot last week, but... sickness. <laughs> and so although I don't sound 100%, I sound 80% better than I did. So um, that was the challenge, just both of us being sick. Um, and then me still having to be a mom. Oh, that's right. Y'all don't know that I'm a mom. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Yes, I have a baby. And we both were sick. So that was a challenge. Um, And then my highlight is that I finally heard um, back about a job that I applied to. And so I'm going to have my interview this week. And then also I got a new therapist and that has been going amazing. Thank you. What about you, girl, America? What's been a highlight? What's been a challenge? Um, my highlight for this week has really just been trying to lean more into pra- preaching, mm, practicing what I preach. And so mm-hmm. making sure that I am doing the same things that I tell my clients to do 
and <laughs> it works. It's crazy. Right. It's um, so crazy. Applied technique. Who is that? So that has been my highlight. I've really been intentional and I've been very consistent this week in the ways that I chose to show up for myself despite everything else that was going mm-hmm. on. And I would say the challenge is everything that's going on. Um, so managing client flow, managing their needs, but also making sure that I'm managing my own business aspect, personal, all of that good stuff have been some of the challenges. Right, right. And what about you, our other Jasmine? Uh, For me, the highlights overall has been uh, I turned 30 at the end of the month. And the last two years, especially, but really my my 20s started off uh, with trauma. And that trauma has shaped the last decade. And so it's really a highlight of, um, I've been, I guess, putting a lot of pressure on myself that like the time mm-hmm. is and I can say going into the second week of June, um, inching closer, it may just be my procrastinating spirit. Uh, but I'm finally kind of on that page of like, it's my life. It's my timeline. Um, and it's my strength. I'm not the girl I was nine years ago, 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, and I've been doing a lot of reading. One of the books I wanted to bring with me was Level Up, Boosting Your uh, Mental Health Boot Camp. So like boosting um, what we find challenging in ourselves and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, something that, uh, like America said, applying what you would maybe say to a client, uh, yeah. practicing that resilience and that grit. Um, Challenge-wise, I've been... Um, kind of floating between uh, loving the people around us and um, not wanting to step into like a counseling role with them mm-hmm. um, and just being, boundaries. right. And, uh, and I've had uh, there's a few close family members that are just um, going through some, some dark times. Um, and it's me just learning that in this space for them, being a shoulder is, is the best I can offer. Um, right. It's not saying anything at all and just listening. So um, it's been a rewarding. I'll say that. Yeah. And so you kind of touched. Uh, I'm not sure if that's what you were planning on have, uh, having as your new new, but you kind of touched on something new that you've kind of been reading. And so what was the title of that book? So I can go ahead and add that to my Amazon cart. <laughs> It's pretty long. So it's a hundred exercises to boost your resilience, determination, and grit. Level up your mental toughness boot camp by Michelle Ribeiro. A hundred exercises. That's where I'm at. A hundred exercises. <laughs> it's definitely not like a sit down and conquer the book. It's definitely something you just, you read maybe the first section apply that. Once you feel comfortable, you pick it up again. And that's the way I'm going about it. Yeah. And that is how I always tell people to kind of conquer things. Because if you have this huge goal, and you try to attack it, sometimes that will um, leave you kind of feeling overwhelmed. And so just breaking it down and having it be more digestible. So I love that. Was there any other new new that you had or that's what you wanted to tell the folks about? 
for right now, just a little taste. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And do you have a new new to share with everyone, America? No, I don't have a new new. Well, I do think okay. I have a new new. I think my new new is the fact that I've the consistency piece. I think that's my new new. And really understanding mm-hmm. that we all have to lean into this space of actually doing the work, right? Like it's not enough to know right. what you need to do. You have to actually apply it. So I would say that's my new new. Right. You have the knowledge, apply it. Yeah. Apply it. Yeah. Period. Because we can know. Yeah. Right. Because you know, one of the things it was resources, right? You have the resources, so use them. So that makes a hundred percent sense to me. Mm -hmm. Because you know, one of the things they always say is like, when you know better, you do better, and like that's not always true. You can know better and still do the same thing because it feels comfortable. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, facts. Um, So my new new is this habit app that I've been using. Um, it's literally called habit and let's see if it'll, um, and so it allows you just the ability to go and put the habits that you want to focus on and you can put the frequency. So whether it's daily, every other day, um, but that's been very helpful. I started that last month in May because I was like, I need to just be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I say that I want to work on stretching after my workouts, but I'm just like leaving. So this has been helpful to stay on track. And then it does show you, it keeps all of your, all of your information, all of your habits, but shows you how many days you reached all of your habits and things like that. And so that's been helpful because it's that accountability piece that you were kind of talking about, um, you know, and I can go ahead and say that whew, we know what we need to do, right? But sometimes because of that high functioning depression, we don't really do it. Right. We're just kind of like, oh, I'm after this long day, I'm going to just lay it on down. <laughs> and sometimes that is great. But um, sometimes we have things that we want to achieve. Um, then that can be a hindrance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you haven't guessed, we are going to do a little talk about high functioning depression because it is something that you might not even realize you are struggling with, you know, because you're like, well, I'm still getting everything done, you know, but it's like, but you're not happy, mm-hmm. you know, and you are isolating yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going, you're doing your work and you're coming home and just kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, this last Mercury and retrograde, it was very, very, very chaotic. <laughs> and my high functioning depression just turned into like barely functioning depression. Um, <clears throat> and so I think it's very important to just talk about it and be as transparent and as informative as possible, you know, because there is a lot of value in validation, Mm. right? And letting people know that 
how you're feeling is valid and it's real. And you're not the only person that's feeling that way, right? Um, so does anyone want to provide the folks with the definition of like high functioning depression? I can talk about how I explain it to my clients. Um, so I oh, yes. first explain high functioning depression as clinically, it's really called persistent depressive disorder, right? Because it's important right. to understand that we don't recognize high functioning depression in the DSM-5, which yes, unfortunately right. is our go-to. Um, so I, first of all, explain it with that and give a name to it and then explain that in what we would call it is high functioning depression. And I explain right. a lot of it is around the symptoms that one might experience. So we're really talking about you're having the symptoms of depression, but they appear appear to be less severe mm-hmm. than what we typically talk about depression looks like. So instead of right. maybe laying in the bed all day or being behind dark curtains all day, it may be that you struggle with getting up in the morning. It may mean that you have right. to literally coach yourself to get up out of the bed every single day. It might mean that you are sitting at work or you're sitting in traffic and you're having a flood of negative self-talk that's impacting how you show up for the day or how you're engaging or you're experiencing anxiety after having a certain meeting, right? So it's more of the symptoms that we think about when we think about depression, but you're still able to keep it going. And I I always say going in air quotes because you are still able to maneuver throughout the day, but at what cost? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Have either of you been kind of experiencing this or have had any experience in this? My entire life. Talk about it. (laughs) Had no idea. Right. Like it's interesting when you are a high achieving black woman. And so to me. Right. So you're a high achieving black woman. You are in the advanced honors classes. You're doing all of these things. And so because you're getting good grades and you participate and you do all of this, people never stop to ask you, like, are you OK? Right. Like, just assume they're like, oh, you're smart. You right. ooh, ooh, ooh. you're successful. You're successful. What's the people never stop to be like, how is this child doing? Why is this right. child four and five grade levels ahead. Is it just because of their intellect or is it something else that's going on, right? Right. And so growing up and knowing that like, hmm, I have all of these external achievements, right? Mm -hmm. But like, I still don't feel good. Right. Something doesn't feel right. But like, I don't get to talk about it because I'm not like the kids over here who have to be uh, separated from the class. And I'm not like the kids over here that are taking medication Right. But like my grades are good. My attendance is perfect. I'm participating in all of these extracurricular and I still feel like completely numb inside. Mm -hmm. So it teaches us that like people really only care about what they see on the outside. So we continue. And when you are high, when you are high achieving, that's what you do. You just keep doing what you know has to happen in order to get that praise, to get that validation and Mm -hmm. keep it pushing. And then one day you'll be like, well, damn, what is going on? Right. I am exhausted. Yeah. 
Bitch, I could run my head. Like, what is, <laughs> what? what is going on? What's, what's up? What's happening? What is happening? <laughs> it's like, what's happening? Yeah. And then when you try to have that conversation, right? People are like, oh, but like, you've gone to this school and you right. want this and you. Girl, right. what? Hello? Save me. Help me. Help. So I think that's like, you know, it really stems from childhood and we don't really give that Definitely. a whole lot of credit all the time. Like that's where it starts. You do well, you perform well. People don't ask questions. People don't ask you how you're doing. Then you grow mm-hmm. up and you do the same thing in corporate America or in academia. You just show up and you do, but then you go home and you're like exhausted or you struggle right. to get out the bed or you're accomplishing all these things and you're continuously telling yourself that you're not doing enough or you got to do better or Ooh, oh my God, somebody better. So yeah. you was in my therapy session. Listen, <laughs> I'm just telling you what be going on in my head. <laughs> yes, I mean that it's hard. It is. It really is. Um, because unlike that physical illness, like mental illness, sometimes you can't see, right? And so, especially being in the helping profession, people deem you as having everything together. Um, and for the most part we do, but we definitely be like struggling, you know? And, um, I think I tweeted about this, you know, that it's okay to, to reach out to your strong friends. It's definitely okay to reach out to your therapist friends, you know, because it's a lot going on in the world. Um, and, for us to be kind of constantly triggered and then having to help other people, you know, when we are in the midst of the trenches ourselves, um, it can definitely feel hard. And that's why it's super important to have a therapist. You know, I said earlier, I got a new therapist and it's been great, but I hadn't had a therapist since December. And life was life in, <laughs> you know? And so I can only do so much. Right. I'm like, okay, do some self-care. But at what point, you know, do you need to go and seek therapy? You know, because there's only so much self-care that you can do that can make you feel good in the moment, right? But if you're not having that space to talk about the feelings that you have, you know, the things that are going through your mind on the daily basis, then you're not really doing the work. Right. I want to jump on unbiased space. Yes. And how important that is, the unbiased of it. A lot of times in our culture, we're told to take it to the altar, uh, speak with, you know, grandma, mom, auntie, cousin, whoever it may be, your best friend. Mm-hmm. But when someone is not trained to, you know, help you maneuver through things and they're just looking at you through the scope of like, girl, I know it all, then that that bias does uh, play a, a part in it. And when you're bringing right. something so vulnerable um, to our loved ones and while they're dealing with their own things, they're not, right. you know, yeah (laughs) the bias is real um to piggyback off of y'all I feel like my especially my entire adulthood um 
has just been high functioning depression Mm -hmm. symptoms. And uh, when I started grad school, I started February, 2020, not Mm -hmm. knowing that March, 2020, Mm -hmm. she was about to get real. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to start and have that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. It's another thing. And mind you, this is like the best I've done in school, the highest grades I've gotten. And at one part, it was very validating of I'm in the right space. I finally Mm -hmm. am am where I'm supposed to be. I'm interested in school and not just doing it because I have strict parents that have high expectations for me. Um, Mm. Then you get to a point where the world, it's like everything around you is just crushing almost. You know, you you might feel good about something going on in your day, but then you can turn on any channel at any given point and your neighbor is going through something terrible, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just the state of the world that, that it's in. Um, I just, yeah, I, there are still days where it's, um, it's slow getting out the bed or at first you roll over and you want to look at your phone, what's on Twitter, what's, you know, what a new bulletin is posted and, and, you know, then it's 30 minutes past and you're in the same spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's why I definitely feel like it's important to kind of not get on your phone first thing in the morning, just because you don't know what the hell didn't happen overnight, you know, and you don't want to have some tragic thing be the first thing that you see waking up, especially when you're in a depressive state, because then it's like, well, fuck it. Why try? You know, the world sucks. Top of all the stuff that you're already going through. Right. In your world. Right. It's hard. Um, And I was. Go ahead. Real quick off of something you said, Jasmine with the E. Um, you said the unbiased <laughs> part, and I think that's really important too, because right. when you are experiencing these symptoms, what I've noticed is that family around you, especially when you're high achieving, right? Well, well, you have this and you have that, like right. there's nothing wrong with you. And then you, because right. you're minimizing your experiences, you start to then minimize them and then you push them off like there's nothing wrong, but you know, something don't feel right, but no, mm-hmm. other people have it worse. Or this person is going through right. this, this is this. I make this amount. I do this. I do that. No, I'm just I'm just complaining or I'm just lazy or whatever the case may be. And it really fuels mm-hmm. these negative beliefs that we have about ourselves that then fuels the depression. Right. Yeah. I had to right. come to terms with am I depressed or am I lazy? And for years it was lazy. And it was it was my uh, my parents' voices, you know, in my mind reminding myself that I'm junky or I'm lazy. And then Mm -hmm. finally getting to a point of realizing I'm depressed. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and then once you come to that term, then you can make the decision of, well, first you need to get in therapy, (laughs) but you make the decision. Do you want to be on or not? Um, And those are things that uh, even in the last few years that I've had to kind of personally come to terms with. Right. And, you know, depression is a chemical imbalance. And so sometimes that medication is helpful. You know, sometimes it can be treated with therapy and you're good, you know, maybe a little weed 
and you're good. But sometimes you need to have that medication and that's fine. If that is something that will help you to feel motivated, will help you to be able to find some positives in your life, then, you know, that's what needs to happen, right? Um, And we need to abolish the stigma, you know, because there are so many people that are suffering um, with depression, with anxiety, and are going unchecked because the stigma. And it's like, you know, that you could actually have a better quality in life if you just kind of looked at it. That takes a certain level of honesty. That I don't have a certain level of self-awareness that if I'm being honest, I don't think a lot of us have. And I think it stems from this belief, like Jasmine would E said, of like being lazy. So like you literally know right. that something doesn't feel good. You notice that something is off. Oh, well, it must just be because I'm lazy. And I believe this because right. my parents have instilled in me that I don't get to rest. They've instilled in me that I need right. to be productive. I need to always be doing. I can't sit down if the dishes are in the sink. I got to hand wash the dishes. I can't put them in a dishwasher. Right? Like there's all of these things. Abolish. We have the same childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Most That's of us have had the same childhood, but raised by different right. people. It's such a cultural thing. Yes, we could, it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But like, then you grow up and you're like, oh, I'm just being lazy. And it's like, well, we got to examine right. the evidence. Like, you just work 12 plus hours. You in a grad school program. You got a baby. You have a partner. You're doing all of these things. Like, are you lazy or are you, are you fucking tired? And like, are you tired? And is that okay. Right. Like, okay. That was all. I just want to say something about that. Um, so I, I grew up going to church, you know, with my grandmother, parents, like, you know, regularly as an adult. Now I really enjoy going in for my small group which is just a collective of, of women that are in the same stage of life and, um, and there's Bible teaching and it's just, it's fellowship. That's what I really like. Mm-hmm. And um, last week it was said, even, even God rested on the seventh day, like give yourself a break. Right. Right. Give yourself a break. It's that simple. Yeah. And in the days of hustle culture, you know, People are always saying like, oh, you got to hustle. You got to hustle. Grind in your 20s so you could shot like, bruh. I'm exhausted <laughs> in my 20s. Okay. I'm fucking <laughs> fighting for my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, y'all motherfuckers got the nerve to get on Twitter and tell me I'm doing shit because I'm not up at 430 in the morning doing stocks and doing crypto. Listen. Oh. as somebody who has been a victim of hustle culture and I really used to believe that shit too right like I literally would right. get up at four in the morning and go to bed close to midnight and it was like my day was packed with all of this like I gotta I gotta get it out the mud like I gotta stro- <sighs> when I, I wake up at a.m. on the east coast yeah 4.30 a.m. Yeah. It's a hell no for me. And, and like I did that consistently for 10 plus years of like I gotta I gotta get it. Like I gotta be out here getting it out the oh. And I gotta pick the wow. hardest jobs and I gotta add on to it because like girl. Right. right. And it wasn't even just like the hustle mentality, it was literally survival. 
Like we've all been taught in some way, shape, or form that we got to work 12 mm-hmm. times harder than Susie right. or Becky or whoever, right? Like we got to work harder. So like we we fighting and we going to get it out the mud. And, but what we tend to do is like we bring on more struggle because That's we right. that we got to struggle in order to be successful. Right. It's all a scam. That was and we point. don't. We don't. It's a it is a scam. It is a bamboozlement, <laughs> you know, because seriously, it's like your 20s are such a pivotal time in your life, right? You are a mini adult. I say mini because usually we don't have too many responsibilities, you know, and so we are trying to figure out who we are away from our parents um, get an education, still have a social life, you know, and that depression can come and just, you know, fuck, fuck things up, you know, make you, make you make a little, a little choice that maybe you wouldn't have made, you know, maybe get a little more drunk than you should have a lot of times, (laughs) you know, but it's such a pivotal time in our lives. And so to be spending our time, grinding and doing all this it's just like when do you stop right yeah what is and my therapist asked me a great question she was like what is the price that you get from working so hard Mm -hmm. I said (laughs) right Mm -hmm. I don't know (laughs) put it that way or at what cost like you're doing all this in front what's the point if you working so hard to do all of these things and then your body shut down, what the hell was the point? Are you missing right. moments with your child? Are you missing moments with your partner? Mm. That was the point. Yeah, right. Right. And sometimes, you know, we can just focus all of our attention to that grind, right? My husband is someone who, whenever he was depressed, he would just get another job. Hmm. Okay. What? <laughs> so you mean you just go work it away. And that and that's that that brings me to that song by Solange, yeah. um, Cranes in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Try to work work it away, try to fuck it. Like mm-hmm. you have to acknowledge it. Yeah. Well, and why? that's why therapy is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Why? Because yeah. if not, then you're gonna keep doing the same thing, the same cycle. Right. They said insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. What you've been doing, how you've been moving through life hasn't been helpful. Right. Your mental health has been suffering. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we just have to take a different approach. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you need help. Figuring that out, therapy is a great place to start. Because you do have that unbiased opinion. You have someone there that gets it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why the black therapists are so helpful. I'm not saying I'm not saying that any other therapist is not helpful, but what I'm saying is that black therapists at me as a black therapist, I am able to help everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Trans people, gay, lesbian. Pan, black, white, old, young, Mexican, like mm-hmm. I can 
I can build that rapport and I can help you, you know, get through it. And that's why it's so important to find a therapist that you can connect with. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't connect with your therapist, honey, it's and a waste of time. Yeah. And money. <laughs> it's time and, and money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I asked why, because a lot of times what I've noticed is, well, it got me to this point. And I even had this whole right. conversation with myself, right? Like, well, shit, mm-hmm. got you to this point. So, like, it must work, right? Like, it can't be that bad. Can't be that bad. But then it's like, okay, but I'm also stuck at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, like, we have to be willing to acknowledge that, yes, yeah, some of the maladaptive behaviors that we have are helpful. They are. Right. And we learn them, right. we use them because they allow us to move through the day. Okay. But then they only get us to a certain point. And then we have to be willing right. to figure out, okay, what is it that I need to do next? Or what is it that I need to do differently so that I can move right. to this stuck point? Yeah. Yeah. Having that valid self-awareness helps with that. Um, right. and, and understanding that your habits, your routine, um, those those matter mm-hmm. um, and watching yourself. So if, if you're struggling to, um, I touching on like working so much, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say you're working so much, you finally get an off day. You notice that each off day, rather it be back to back or days in between, depending on your schedule, that it, you struggle to get out of bed. And then when you do get out of bed, you go immediately to the couch. Right. Just there. Or how many ever hours. And so you could be high functioning all week when other eyes are on you. There's expectation. Right. But especially let's say you don't have kids, you don't have a partner, um, you may live alone, may have roommates that you're not really close with, then you could easily just fall into, well, no one's watching. So now I can sink mm-hmm. into myself. And then that is where the depression itself exposes, you know. That it is there under the surface. I would even say the response to that too, right? So like I spent my whole off day laying around. Damn, I must be lazy. Right. Right. I'm not playing games with yourself. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why am I not moving? Right. Mm -hmm. There's a show called Made M-A-I-D on Netflix. Oh, I watched it. Okay then you know the episode that it depicts her depression where she finally, she was struggling to get everything set for her and her daughter. Um, I watched it a long time ago and I binged it. So I think she right. she got right there and it was, you know, taken from, I don't want to, uh, there's a spoiler, uh, <laughs> but there's a depiction of her depression and it's her starting in the couch, laying there, People are kind of, you know, walking by her, passing by her, and she sinks into the couch and kind of goes under. I mean, I was watching that and I was like, man, that is an accurate depiction of depression. Right. Don't you love when the media actually has like a good depiction of mental illness? I hate, I hate when they have it looking crazy like bruh you now you got people putting this mess in their songs and thinking that this is exactly what it is and you know mistaking the symptoms that they do have because it's like oh well that's not what I saw on tv Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Which goes back to that self-awareness piece. Jasmine with the age right. that people have to most people are not self-aware. Yeah. We're keeping it a stat. Because we've been taught like forget what you got going on, like you got shit to do, right? Mm-hmm. Especially black women. Right. I don't got time to think about how I feel or feel my feelings. Bitch, right. I got shit to do, right? So like right. when you keep doing that, you're not gonna be self-aware. Okay, yeah, I might have felt some discomfort. My chest might be tight, I might be sad, but like I got shit to do. Whatever I'm the show goes on, I still gotta go yeah. do this, gotta do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that people do lack that basic sense of self-awareness you know and that's why it's super important to have some check-in questions that you ask throughout the week Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. why did i react that way what what they said or how i heard it what Mm -hmm. what what they say triggered me you know um that is the, the, the missing piece that a lot of people don't really tell. How you been emotionally? Mm-hmm. What's been going on? You know, mm-hmm. um, but if you don't, if you've never been in a space where you're forced to kind of um, confront your feelings and talk about how you feel, then you're not going to be able to ask yourself those questions or find value. Right. And asking yourself that. Right. Mm-hmm. Why do I care? You know, I'm okay. I was a little sad, but I I got this eight hour shift. Yep. I'll be, I'll be. Ladies. Like, oh, gosh. I'd rather, um, I'm right? Why does have good gas in front of you all? And you have to get... All the Honda drivers are feeling right now with these gas prices. Right. It really is. So, um, just with some sort of um, coping skills that we would suggest to people that are dealing with persistent depressive disorder. I'll tell you um, some of my favorite. One, therapy, okay? (laughs) That's my shit. (laughs) Every Wednesday at 12 o'clock, I'm ready to meet with my girl Jasmine, okay? Therapy, one. Um, Two, always self-care throughout your day. And I have a video that I did and I haven't even done Go follow me on the video where I talk about just ways to self-care in your daily routine. Because people are like, oh, I don't have time for self-care. Da, 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 da. You do have time to play music while you're showering mm-hmm. and, and get a little groove going. Okay? You do have time for that. Mm-hmm. You do have time to throw a face. Oh. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you're muted you're muted yes it literally just stopped sorry oh. I don't know what happened well the last thing I heard was I you have time to put music into your day 
Oh, yes. And then I just said positive affirmations, you know, affirming that positivity over yourself, over your day. Um, You know, I tell people this all the time when I was pregnant, every single day I lit Palo Santo and I and I said, happy, happy. And you follow on Instagram, you see that my baby is so happy and so healthy, you know. Um, and so positive affirmations do work. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would just say, um, to piggyback off of that, just practice that self-awareness. Make sure, uh, especially as Black women, that you're just taking time to check in with yourself. Even if it starts with just the two minutes that you brush your teeth in the morning, right. check in with yourself, reaffirm yourself, validate yourself. I, I wrote down there's value to validation because I, I really like Jasmine. I meant to tweet that the other day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would just say really paying attention to your thoughts and the story that you're telling yourself. I think that is going to be one of the key things and being very mindful of the language that you're using right? Is it, I have mm-hmm. to get up, right? right. I get to get up or I have right. to work out or it's an opportunity for me to work right. out today, right? It's a privilege in the words of one of my favorite Peloton instructors, right? Like who, who? I love Jess. I, Jess Sims, right? I love Jess Sims. Um, She's so crazy, but I love her. <laughs> so one of her things is like, it's an opportunity. It's a privilege to right. be here right. in this moment. I think they all say that, but um, right. And that's important because it is an opportunity. It is a privilege, even when it doesn't feel like it. Because if I'm keeping it right. a majority of the time working out life, sometimes it doesn't feel like a privilege, right? Because we're boggled down by all of these things that we got to do, need to do on the to-do list. And the reality right. is, oh, this shit is a privilege. It is an right. opportunity that we have, but we have to be mindful of how we're showing up in those moments. And then I would also right. say... Knowing what your triggers are is important. Mm-hmm. Paying attention to yes. the people that you're around, um, how you feel at work around certain coworkers, how you feel around certain friends, the time of day, mm-hmm. like really paying attention to some of those triggers so that then you can adjust based on what those triggers are. Right. Yes. Period. Couldn't say yeah. it better myself. Um because you can't address what you don't identify. Sure can't. Right. So I, my baby is crying, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> that is going to be a wrap, but I do just want to come up with some commitments so that we can kind of keep each other accountable as we are continuing to do the work. Um, so I can start with the commitment or do either of you want to start? Go ahead. Let me see what you got. Okay. So my commitment for this week is just going to be simple. I am going to drink my gallon of water every day because I did slack off. It's so crazy how I could drink like a couple seltzers by finishing my gallon of water. <laughs> was a challenge. So I'm just going to focus on staying hydrated Mm -hmm. uh, because I know that I feel better when I am. Nice. For me, I, um, that's actually one of mine too. I really want to look and feel uh, my best on my 30th, you know, and that's not going to be 
um, you know, 16-inch waist by then. But what I can do in the meantime is just just that self-care, that self-love and just Mm -hmm. doing the things I know that are going to bring that forth to me and that good energy. Yeah. Yeah. Which starts with hydrating. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then what you got, girl? My commitment for the week is going to be to continue to build in. One of the things I teach my clients to Jasmine without an E is making sure that they are factoring in self-care throughout the day. So I think that that's one thing that I want to make sure that I maintain this week. Like, nope, I'm not going to use my break to finish a note or to respond to an email, but I'm going to use this break to do something that feels good for me. Something that I need for me. So that's my commitment for this week. I love that. I love it. Well, um, I hope that y'all got something good out of this conversation. This is our first of many podcasts. um, And we just really wanted to touch on that depression piece because so many of us do suffer from it. And so you're not alone. Um, Ask yourself those check-in questions get you a therapist. Okay. Therapy for black girls is a great resource. I'm on there. I'm sure you are you on there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sure America's on there. Like we on there. Okay. Um, but I just want to remind that you can drink the gallon of the water every day. You can go for a hike every day. You can work out every day, but you, if you're ignoring the things going on in your head and in your heart, then you're still not truly healthy. Going ahead and seek therapy. We all out here doing it, okay? We three years into the pandemic. We all need it. <laughs> uh, so y'all take care and be great. And we will see you next episode. Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>